Good morning. It's 9 o'clock. Stay tuned for Love Talk from the Word from the Love Ladies, Evelyn and Cindy. That's coming up next. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small, for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard and New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellis and Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. Good morning. I am Cindy Vonna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios. That's 1490 AM with... In, information with inspiration. Boy, I can tell what kind of day it's going to be today, Miss Evelyn. You might as well just come on in hooting and hollering at me. Good morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Miss Cindy. What a wonderful day this is as we, uh, ooh, we talk about something that is absolutely ooh. vital to life, the love life of Jesus Christ today and how it is that we live a simple Easter life every day. I love that, Evelyn. Uh, we are celebrating uh, Holy Week all week, and, and uh, we're here on Saturday, that pause day between Resurrection Day on Easter Sunday. But, you know, Evelyn, it's it's funny that you'd mention that because, you know, I'm like most people, I think. Uh, coming, most of my life was spent really thinking about well, Thanksgiving was kind of that holiday that you had where you family came together and it was, you know, the beginning of the holiday season. And then you had Christmas, which for as a child was 
one of my very, very favorite seasons. And then Easter, I loved because I love candy and chocolate. Hello. (laughs) But it was all about the Easter bunny. Now, we went to church, you know, and I had a little cute little Easter dress and cute little white patent shoes, you know, the whole nine yards. But it didn't have any real personal significance. Mm -hmm. And so now when you and I sit across from each other and we laugh about, uh, and, and that's really from joy mm-hmm. overflowing in our hearts is that this is, this is by far yes. that most personal of holidays because for you and I, it's the one that purchased our boarding pass yes for heaven <laughs> send all the wrong things we've done in life ahead of us on a on a coal train yes and uh we're we're kind of waiting but not wearily waiting waiting to get that final ticket well, for heaven it it is an exper- exciting experience Cindy and this has been an exciting week for us hey. because we have seen God move in some mighty mighty ways it started with I guess when we went up to the Capitol uh, for the family and faith thing and just to hear the the leaders of this state. I mean, the governor and the lieutenant governor and uh, the representatives and the only one missing was... Uh, Greg but he was busy. He was busy. Well, they're all things are going on. Uh, but to hear them declare their faith in Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and the joy of serving him. It is by far one of the best, I think, rallies that I've been to in a long, long time mm-hmm. because they it was so natural. It was life for them. And, uh, you know, of course, there were those protesters there because we were talking about, you know, the biblical institution of life as God has ordained it and promised it. And, you know, uh, it's just as Easter was promised, so is, you know, life with a family. Mm-hmm. And so it has been an exciting week. You you know, I, I agree with you, and uh, there might be those listening to us that think that you and I must wear our, a, a particular political bent on mm-hmm. our lapel, a particular uh, flag, a particular uh, logo or icon, whether it's a donkey or an elephant. But the <laughs> truth of the matter is, is that I agree with you 100%. You know, regardless of whatever party is saying the right things, if it is a person who stands up and not only says the right things, Mm -hmm. but puts feet and hands to that, that's where I'm going to, I'm going to stand with them and applaud. And I will tell you, uh, both, uh, Lieutenant Governor Dewhurst and Governor Perry, uh, in talking about the right things, what what we knew from having gone to faith and family mm-hmm. was to look at the litany of bills that were coming behind that to support mm-hmm. marriage, to support religious freedom, to talk about not only uh, marriage between a man and woman, but the negative impacts of divorce mm-hmm. on children, right. to talk about sex education and the appropriateness of that, to talk about a curriculum that mm-hmm. talks about 9-11, that we're the terrorists, you yes. know, where they are 
there it were was awesome. It was very, very good. And, and of course, you know, the closing Sandy with Dr. Steve Washburn. I mean, he laid the gospel out so plain <laughs> that all of the protesters there can never say they did not hear it. And of course, his charge to us was that we show our colors, that we are Americans. We are, you know, red, white, and blue, and that we have got to get out of the prayer closets uh, as important as prayer is and get on active duty. And so it was a great day. But, you know, another great thing happened this week. Our atheist friends were in town. Yeah, you know, uh, the Atheist Convention, which has, you know, was founded in Austin under Madeline Murray O'Hare, mm-hmm. is now led in New Jersey by uh, a gentleman, Alan Silverman. And uh, our good friend, Randy Phillips, and, uh, of course, and uh, Ryan Rush and Tim Hawks and Will Davis, Davis and Galen Clark, all those guys. But Randy kind of, you know, had it in his heart for them to have a meeting mm-hmm. with the atheists and form a dialogue and, and panel. And so they did that uh, last night. And, boy, it hit the – it was all over the Internet. It was all – it was, you know, all the prayer circles were praying. And I was watching Ryan's tweets this morning, and he said that, he, you know, they'd survived no injuries. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it wasn't a Texas uh, free-for-all. Yes, uh, yes. And, and I love it. Here's one reason why I love this, Evelyn, is, you know, the city's getting ready to come together. Over 175 churches mm-hmm. come together to have uh, teaching about what it is to to have conversations with with yes. in a city about God in a way that is meaningful to others, not just meaningful to Christians, but meaningful to others. That's called Explore God. So I thought, how incredible that these guys would put themselves out there at the forefront to begin this conversation mm-hmm. with the people who you know that seemingly you'd have nothing in common with. Well, Cindy, you know, through the years, um, we have been taught and trained to do that. And Easter is a wonderful time of the year to uh, include friends who are not people of faith into a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a number of those at the Capitol on, on this week. And the question that I, I always ask, and it's really uh, shocking, is what does Easter mean to you? What does Easter mean to you? And people don't know basically how to answer that if they are not really strong evangelical Christians. So it is a good tool to open up a conversation. And, you know, I'm a talker. I Thank God I still, Hello. you know. <laughs> uh, so, you know, whether it's the... The security people, as we go in this, uh, the capital. We do love our DPS guys. We always talk to them. Are those that, you know, surround us is in, in the leadership there. It is always very interesting to begin a dialogue and, you know, immediately, uh, you either get a reaction of, well, you know, Easter was when we got a new dress or new shoes or something, but, then others will say, oh, it's when the Easter Bunny comes. Uh, but mostly, mostly people today recognize the value and the absolute necessity of Easter because 
It is Easter that brings us that new life that gets rid of the guilt that we've been talking about. You wrote a little blog that I really appreciated, and we've got it up on uh, lovetalknetwork.com where you talked about, you know, what does Easter mean to you? And and it was basically the a little bit of the dust up around the White House's Mm -hmm. debate of whether they were going to have the annual Easter egg roll and the disappointment around that and the controversy around that. And I thought that you had a, a little one-liner that I really appreciated. It is it is not so much about the Easter egg roll. Is it about the rolling away oh, of the stone, stone on the tomb as the evidence, the beginning of the evidence? Because, you know, you and I love to talk about the after <laughs> Easter party, you know, that takes place. Oh, the yeah. beginning of the evidence of Christ having been bodily resurrected from the cross, which is, of course, you know, it is one thing to have a good man die for the sins of others. But, boy, you are talking totally out of the box, girlfriend, when you talk about somebody uh, being resurrected. Well, it is an exciting subject, Cindy. And, you know, this week we've we've reviewed, or the last few weeks we've been talking about the advancement toward the time when Jesus would really reveal himself and take away the thing that we've been talking about. If we're going to live a simple life, a resurrected life, an Easter life, there's some things that we've got to deal with. And one of the first ones we talked about was fear. And we'll talk about a little bit about that today with Jesus and when he was in the garden. Uh, the second thing is guilt. And then last week we had um, Jonathan um, Hurst in who wrote the book, God Loves the Lullaby. And we talked about some of the other things that take precedent in our life and take away that joy or that knowledge or the, the experience of living in joy. And like shame and desperation and some of those things. But if we look really at the cross when Jesus himself paid that price. And there were two other witnesses there. One of them, he gave an invitation to come to life. And uh, he gave an invitation to both. One said yes and one said no. And so that's what we're talking about is the yes life. The yes life that is ours because of Easter. Because of Easter. We're going to take our break. We're going to come back. We're going to continue the conversation about the yes life and what it is to be set free. This is Love Talk on the Word. Ellis and Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellis and Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellis and Salazar for over 55 years. Ellis and Salazar, hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small, for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellis and Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. 
From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Tim Smith and Hill Country Landscape and Garden Center have partnered with Love Talk for 28 years. These good folks are ready to help you with landscape design, irrigation, and construction. Whether it's lighting, sprinklers, beautiful trees, or shrubs, they have it all. Conveniently located just off 183 North near the Big Blue Water Tower at 13561 Pond Springs Road. Now, whether you want to shop at the nursery and the garden center or desire a new custom-designed landscape for your property, Hill Country Landscape is the one to call. With more than 45 years of working with both homeowners and commercial property owners, there's no better choice. Hill Country Landscape can make your home or business bloom and grow. For the Love Talk Tree Special, just tell them the Love Talk ladies sent you. Call them at 258-0093 or check them out on the web at www.hillcountrylgc.com. Hill Country Landscape, an Austin tradition, 258-0093. Licensed Irrigator 4089. Good morning, I am Cindy Bono. Love talking in the beautiful Blast KLGO, the Word Studios, 1490 AM information with inspiration. And of course, in the studio with me is First Lady of Love and founder of Love Talk, Evelyn Davison. You can also catch up with us at lovetalknetwork.com. And we were doing as we always do, Evelyn, dialoguing briefly about what's in the news, uh, and, and we, and, we were talking about our good friends talking with the atheists and on Holy uh-huh. Week in Austin and just applauding that opportunity. But you and I are sitting in here today with our Easter bonnets on, but it's not the ones that we bought at Macy's or Kohl's or, or, <laughs> or, 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 right, or Ross. It's, it's the ones that's really that crown that we're given Ooh, as right. a result of the crown of of thorns that we're talking about, and you and I are overflowing with joy in anticipation of some of the cultural things that have to do with Easter, but more importantly, having to do with the foundation, the principles, and the person of Christ Jesus. And, you know, our last conversation, the last time we were in talking about love talk, we were talked about guilt. Mm-hmm. You know, how so many people are driven by guilt, even in their faith and in their Christianity. And boy, what a timely conversation to come in and say, hey, you know, guilt is not enough to bring joy to your heart, whether the two of them are the antithesis of one another. But in fact, Jesus, through the finished work of the cross and all that is done, really bought and paved our way Mm. out of guilt. 
Well, that is true, Cindy. And uh, the thing is that he did it almost as li- like the Lone Ranger. <laughs> okay. Uh, if we, if you back up to the night before when they had the Passover supper, what we call the Lord's Supper, and he challenged his believers. I mean, he challenged them to be his servants. And they even, they had that mentality of being, uh, um, you know, the political leader of the day or the, the religious leader of the day. And as they left there, after he gave them this great lesson on humility and he washed their feet, he left there, they, they went out to the Garden of Gethsemane, which is up on the hill above the old mount, above the eastern gate. And uh, he gave them a challenge while he was there. Uh, he asked them to stay and watch and to pray. And he went a little bit further into the garden. And that garden is not very big. Uh, it's not as big as this, the studio here at KLGO. It is not huge. And as he went on in, they were to stand watch. What happened to them, Cindy? Well, they fell asleep. They went to sleep. They were tired. Mm-hmm. And they were not motivated. They went to sleep. And so as Jesus, he understood what was ahead of him. And we have to stop and think how he reflected on the emotions that he had in in those hours leading up to the cross. Because he knew, you know, he had a conversation with the Father. Yeah, I think what you're about to say, and I just want to interrupt you for a second because I want to preface it. Yes. as, As a drum roll, what you're about to say is incredibly important when he says to them, because in that scripture out of Mark 14, 32 and 36, he says, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Mm-hmm. This is where we have to continue to hammer home this thing. If here is, here is the Lamb of God, spotless and without sin. But when he's talking about sorrow to the point of death, he is not talking about fear, mortal fear. Mm-hmm. Like you and I, he's not mm-hmm. asking them to keep watch with him because he's afraid he's going to cut and run. This is this is a principle of Christianity that, and if the person of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. that if you don't get, then that is part of the reason why we sometimes still see him as the Romans did on that cross, jeering and saying, "Hey, if you're king of the Jews." Mm-hmm. Why don't you get yourself off of that cross? So you go forward and talk about foundationally what was going on with Christ at that moment. Well, Cindy, you have to stop and think that he he knew that the guilt of the world was going to be placed on him. Not just the sin, but the guilt of the world. And that the disciples themselves were going to be eaten up with guilt. And we know they were. And we'll talk about later after Easter. But the trouble and the loneliness was that he stood alone. And is it that guilt was placed on him? Uh, he, what did he do, Cindy? He went for peace and comfort from his father. Because he knew that his closest friends were betraying him. He knew that already from the, when he left the room. He knew what the weight of the sin was going to be. That he had bear, and he knew the suffering that it was going to take. That was a long road up Via Della Rosa. But most of all, he thought about the 
emotional turmoil of his mother, those that he will leave behind that were faithful to him. So in the garden, we have a good picture of Jesus who was troubled with sorrow. And what did he do? He sought his father. Well, yes. And in my view, when you look at from the beginning of Christ's life to his first public appearance where his family are frantically searching for him and because they've left him behind in the temple and he comes back to them and he says, don't you know that I am about my father's business? When he prays in the Mount of Olives, when he prays for the believers in John 17 and he says this, He says, I pray for them that they might be one with you as I am one with you. Jesus knew full well going into the garden, even as he was seeking the father in the garden, that this was going to be his moment Mm -hmm. that he was going to endure for us the truth of what we were going to have to endure in eternally. He, for the first time in his life, Evelyn, was going to be separated from the Father. Yeah. He was not going to be one with the Father in the sense that he was going, God the Father, could not un, look on sin. Unable, right, to look on sin, knowing that he was going to bear all the shame, all the sin, all the guilt, mm-hmm. all the guilt, go to hell, not as in because he's sinful, but go to hell to overcome sin. That that is what hell is. It is for you and I, Evelyn, that we would be eternally separated from God the Father. This is what Jesus purchased for us, is that there would be no more. He was separated. He who was one with God the Father, his whole eternal life in the beginning was for that climatic time on behalf of you and I. That is the sorrow that was causing him to sweat blood and tears in the garden. Yes. And he knew it was coming, Cindy, and he knew where his strength had come from. Because he said to the Father, Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. For you. There's a difference in for you and in you. This cup, take it from me. And I don't think he was talking about uh, the suffering. I think he was talking about the weakness that to be able to follow through on that on the, the very nature of man to carry that cross. And he said, "Even so, Father, not my will, but yours be done." And that comes out of Mark, Cindy. And you know, when you look at that, what do you have to count that for? I mean, what does that measure up to? It measured up to the fact that our crown of, of, of forgiveness, of the taking away of our guilt, comes from the crown that he wore. He wore our crown of guilt. He took it to the altar. He took it to the cross. And that's the reason that, um, you know, Easter is so important. That's why it's so special, because he did... What he came to do, he overcame all of the objections 
And in so doing that, he defeated sin for all of us. Not the sin that we do, but the sin that we take with us (laughs) as we live. Mm. Because he took that away. He took away the guilt. He took away the shame. But it's only if we receive it and and are given the gift as we take that gift. And, you know, the thing about it is that the, the Holy Spirit was what strengthened Jesus in the garden. He raised him from the dead. And it gave us Easter. But you know, after Easter comes Pentecost. And he is alive in all who believe on his name. That's all we have to do is believe on his name. And so the guilt, Cindy, is gone if we have Jesus. Well, you're right. And our conversation about guilt has been that you cannot function and say yes to God in the sense, in the same sense that Jesus was experiencing the garden, if you yourself are so heavy laden with false guilt or the accusations of the enemy or the things in our life, it is that when you bear shame, not just for yourself, but for others, then you're able to say yes to God. You know, there's another translation of that verse that you're talking about where it says, and you sent this to me, it says, now my soul is troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. It's a question mark. Not save me from this hour. Shall I say save me from this hour? And he says, no. No. It was for this very Mm -hmm. reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. This is Love Talk on the Word. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Day after day, we are constantly hearing how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and good humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Taco Bell, Central Market, libraries, and churches. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online, thegoodnewsjournal.net. Tim Smith and Hill Country Landscape and Garden Center have partnered with Love Talk for 28 years. These good folks are ready to help you with landscape design, irrigation, and construction. Whether it's lighting, sprinklers, beautiful trees, or shrubs, they have it all. 
conveniently located just off 183 North near the Big Blue Water Tower at 13561 Pond Springs Road. Now, whether you want to shop at the nursery and the garden center or desire a new custom-designed landscape for your property, Hill Country Landscape is the one to call. With more than 45 years of working with both homeowners and commercial property owners, there's no better choice. Hill Country Landscape can make your home or business bloom and grow. For the Love Talk Tree Special, just tell them the Love Talk ladies sent you. Call them at 258-0093 or check them out on the web at www.hillcountrylgc.com. Hill Country Landscape, an Austin tradition, 258-0093. Licensed Irrigator 4089. Good morning, I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word 1490 AM, information with inspiration. And, of course, in the studio with me is First Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison, the founder of Love Talk and the publisher of the Good News Journal. And we're talking about what it is to be not afraid and, and being set free from guilt. And, of course, we're doing that on the most special of all observances and Christianity, which is Easter. And we were talking on break how Easter is, is not a day. Easter is, is a lifestyle. It is, it is understanding that every day we live the resurrected life that Christ purchased for us and that, you know, he was crucified so that we would not live that guilty crucified life every day as a matter of fact when the verse says pick up your cross oftentimes people mean well i'm going to daily be crucified with christ it means pick up your life no matter what it is what your circumstances are and bear that and bear it by giving life not by portraying death but by giving life and so evelyn we're gonna we're gonna continue to talk about guilt but but Jesus has just said he's brokenhearted, yes. and we know why he's brokenhearted. Separation from God, overwhelming sin, understanding the, con- the condition of man and being sorrowful in, in, in to the heart of God in that and knowing that he's done, about to be enveloped by sin, and yet he is the spotless, sinless one, and even reality in the garden has come to him. Sometimes we think he's asking for rescue, but he's, he says, no, I'm not asking for rescue. I understand that this is what I was sent for. But he's in a moment where reality is overcoming. And, boy, can we all identify with that. But here's the question I would ask you, Evelyn. What is it that breaks your heart at Easter? What is it that breaks all of our hearts at Easter such that we are compelled not to live in guilt, but compelled to move through for the glory and the victory of God. Cindy, uh, it is that Christians do not understand this principle of the Christian life. Um, They are too quick to, uh, many are too quick to just continue to live under guilt because we are never without sin. Never. There is not a day goes by that some way or another I do not sin. And John says very plainly, if we deny that, we are lying, and in lying, we're sinning. (laughs) So uh, 
we have to stop and and really um, analyze uh, what freedom in Christ means. It means by Christ. Uh, the reason for our guilt in thinking that uh, we don't, you know, we can't live the resurrected life is because we've got all this stuff from yesterday. It's because of our sinful nature. Uh, it's selfishness and weakness on our part. That was not displayed in Jesus' life. Well, we still have a lot of our Jewish ancestry in us, us uh-huh. even though those of us who've been grafted in. But there is still a pervasive principle that flows through, quote, religion that says, well, if I do more, I pray more, you know, I share the gospel more, mm-hmm. I get it perfect, then, you know, all of these other things in my life will line up. If I give more, give more of my time. And all that guilt does, I mean, guilt is the thing. When when we're talking about the principle of guilt, where Christ bears our shame and the guilt of mankind, that is not the same kind of guilt where we're talking about where the enemy of Easter Mm -hmm. comes in to accuse you and I every day that the cross was not enough. That the cross was not enough, and Easter is a myth. Mm-hmm. It it comes in a lot of different ways, Cindy. But what it does is it opens the door for us to um, suffer in ways that we should not suffer. We 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 begin to think that you know there is no real forgiveness uh, because we can't forgive ourselves. You know, we all do things. I, I think back about things I, when I reared my children that I did wrong. And, it, it, you know, when you think about it, it can absolutely wear your, uh, weigh your wagon down to where you cannot move forward. Well, and that's what we're talking about is that kind of guilt. As a Christian, you know, we cannot carry that load. That we are yoked with Christ. And when we're yoked with Christ, we're going to move toward victory. And, and with him... You know, guiding the way, uh, we tr- we need to trust him. We talked about that earlier. Trust is a must. We've got to know him and trust him. Uh, but the other thing is, so often we take on this unforgiveness ourselves. We don't really um, blame it on somebody else. We just think, well, it's because I'm not very good. I'm not a good Christian. But you know, it said, Matthew says, Jesus tells us how important it is to forgive those who've wronged us and how we can be turned over to tormentors if we don't. Well, I want to talk about that for a minute because not only do we bear, can we get stuck in a rut of the guilt of our sin, but when we are overburdened by guilt, oftentimes it is. That we have unforgiveness in our heart for those who have not met our expectations. Now, just imagine this scenario, Evelyn. Here, Jesus is having washed the feet of the disciples, having them gone to sleep in the garden, having them being nowhere when he's arrested, as a matter of fact, denying him. On the road to Via de La Rosa, are they anywhere around to carry his cross? Had Christ had unforgiveness in his heart for those who he loved more than life itself, if he'd had unforgiveness in his heart, where would you and I be today? Because unforgiveness is that 
thing is one of those sins that cause us to not only feel guilt and shame, but to live guilty mm-hmm. before God. And he is the perfect example of forgiveness on both a personal and a universal level, because that's what takes place. Because what does he do after Resurrection Sunday? He appears to every single one of those Mm -hmm. who rejected him. Now, this is love. This is what this is what frees you Mm -hmm. from guilt. And two, Cindy, um, the the fact that daily we go to the cross, we pick up the crown that's his crown and we give him honor and we give him glory. Uh, But the other thing we do is that we go to that confession place, you know, on our knees before the Lord. When we do sin and we sin because he says in first John one nine, if you forget. If you confess your sins, I am faithful and just and will forgive you for all what unrighteousness. And it's see, it's righteousness that is the evidence of the resurrected life. Righteousness is the evidence. It's when we fall down and we sin, we get up, we dust it off, we take that bar of soap the kids call First John 1 night. We wash ourselves. We go before him and we eat before the Lord and say, Lord, I have sinned. Thank you that you sent my sin before me and that you have forgiven that. Give me strength. Give me power. Give me even the desire sometimes to move back away from that. And so sometimes, you know, we do need to come to that point where we recognize it. But we cannot carry it every day in our wagon, a wagon full of guilt. That's right, because the stronghold of guilt causes us to feel guilty day after day, even though that bar of soap has washed away our sins. It is a lie that we believe. It is the result of an incorrect thinking pattern about the truth of who Christ is and the truth of Easter. It is the incorrect perception of God and an incorrect perception of who we are. And, Evan, we're going to give an Rx for guilt, that prescription for guilt that stops Satan dead in his tracks, Uh helps us to know the difference between condemnation and conviction, helps us to stop listening to condemnation, and to know that condemnation is not from God. And before we, you know, before we take our break, I want you to just walk down these these three key principles of freedom from guilt, this Rx, and you, you touched on them lightly. What is it that we need to do to be free to understand the truth of that we are set free and not guilty before God? Well, the thing, Cindy, we call it a prescription. Uh, basically, it is a principle. It is a promise. Uh, God's word is a principle to live by and a promise to seek, uh, seek uh, to um, focus life on. And the, the number one uh, prescription for guilt is to embrace the gospel. Take God's word as God's word. And let it come alive in us uh, as we are raised by him up to this new life. Come to realize that we've been saved forward and backward. We've been saved forward and backward. And that the gift of God 
is 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 grace. It's not a work. So we're not going to get into this thing of working off our guilt every day. It's a matter of taking it to him, to the cross, picking up our cross and following him in the Easter life. The second one is to move into grace and not guilt. We are in Christ. Uh, we are. It's, it's not that we're doing things for Christ. It's that in him we are yoked and we're moved by him. In Romans 6, 5 through 14 tells us that. And then, of course, the third thing, and this is really important, Cindy, is to repent and receive mercy. That's what First John 1, 9 is. Repent and receive mercy. We're going to come back after our break, and we're going to talk about what it is to say yes to today and every day. This is Love Talk on the Word. One of the best-kept secrets in Austin, First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. When you visit this exciting place, you will feel right at home and will want to stay a while. They are Jesus-loving, spirit-filled with joyful and uplifting services that include a Bible-based message aimed right at where people live. You're welcome to stop by any Sunday morning to attend the traditional service at 9.30 or the 11 o'clock service with contemporary music led by the local worship team by design. Visit their website at fbcpville.org. See you Sunday. Good morning. I am Cindy Vanna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word 1490, information with inspiration, reminding you that you can catch up with Evelyn and I on lovetalknetwork.com. We are in the studio, Evelyn, and we're, we're talking about, uh, the Easter life and being set free. We're talking about the historical principles set forth for you and I, the promises of, of God fulfilled in Christ Jesus so that you could, you and I could live a life reconciled and at peace with God and not separated from Him. That Christ separated Himself momentarily from God on our behalf, bearing guilt before, during, and after for all eternity for us, but then having defeated it. So that then you and I would be justified by faith alone in the person in the name of Christ mm-hmm. Jesus. But we've, we've had a lot of conversation here about how, um, we have a tendency to look back mm-hmm. and to think that the cross was not enough. And even we have to earn the cross. And we're still trying to pay that debt that there's no way that we could pay. Talk about that. A yes life that we've been discussing since the beginning of the year. Well, Cindy, um, when we, when we go back, uh, and look at what Christ has done and we really think about it, he worked with the common man. He didn't go to the governor, <laughs> uh, to the king. Uh, he worked with common man to teach us that we are all important. That's a, that's the number one thing is that he came for all people. And as we come to realize the value of Easter and the resurrection from the dead that brings that new life we're talking about, we have to remember how good that was and why he did it. But we also have to 
stop and think where we are and not let yesterday become a yes for today. Uh, in Christ, we are made new creatures. Uh, he says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. The old is gone. That old life is not there anymore. We have the old sin nature, but it's not there anymore. So when we live our life in just yesterday's moments, uh, uh, we are burdened down with guilt. We think about all those things that we did before we came to know Christ and how it is that we could pay for that. Well, it's been paid for. We don't all the times when you and I have said no to Jesus. When we've said, no, I'm not going to be nice. No, I'm not going to do the right thing. No, I mean, if we, if, if we were known by our nose, then that was the only way God knew us. Of course, we'd be abject failures. Right. But it was his yes at Calvary that redeemed all the no's of our lives. And every morning, you and I have the opportunity, a fresh bucket. To say yes to God. Well, what happens, Cindy, uh, if if we live in the no's of yesterday, uh, when we're saying no to Christ, then our guilt gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But if we let him carry that load for us and go and confess, you know, whatever it is that we've done, because we continue to sin, there's no way to stop it because we have that old sin nature. What we've what we need to do is to face it and move on. Face today and move on. Uh, and in doing that, we we have a different perspective of who we are and why we're here and what the real Easter life is. If we just constantly uh, p- punish ourselves for the things that we've done wrong, then we don't have that joy of serving him in a way that people can see that we are different. If they see that we are, we are changed, then what does that do, Cindy? That gives them hope that God could change their life. And so, you know, living the Easter life we're talking about is sharing the cross, is sharing a life that came as a result of Jesus saying to those two women, to those two men, you know, today, Today, your life can change. And one said yes, and one said no. And the one that said no is because he didn't think the cross was good enough. And there are people like that today. It's just not good enough. I've got to work at it. I've got to do something. So living with the guilt of yesterday is like living uh, with uh, in a harbinger, you know, carrying a wagon we don't need to carry. And so Paul tells us to remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. It should be our gospel as well, Cindy. That, I, that is what we should be doing is because we make today bigger than yesterday. Mm-hmm. Make it bigger than what yesterday was. How we do that? By being in the in the in that category that we would call living as a crucified person that is resurrected and living the Easter Well, it life. is, I think in the simplest terms, it is saying yes to forgiveness. Right. And live being a living 
epistle, a living letter, a living light of forgiveness. First, relishing daily living in the joy of the forgiveness of God and the knowledge that we are not separated from mm-hmm. him. But, and he never forsakes us nor forgives us because our, we have been purchased by him. We are now the inheritors of Christ Jesus. We sit with him in heavenly places. And so you're absolutely right. Holding on to yesterday are the things that cause us to live that guilt-ridden, crucified life versus understanding that from that day forward, all who come alive in Christ Jesus become the message uh-huh. itself of hope and forgiveness. So we can't afford to be messages mm-hmm. of hopelessness. We can't afford to be messengers of despair and darkness and guilt because of what? A, it's not the truth. B, it cooperates with uh, the enemy of Easter, see, it doesn't bring the greatest glory to Lords to the Lord. So, Evelyn, in our short amount of time, let's talk about what it is to say yes to God and turn loose yesterday so that you can live today. The resurrected life. You're so right, Cindy. Well, the first thing we have to do is um, we've got to turn loose of past hurts and pains. You know, people do a sin, Cindy. We do ourselves in. But we got to turn loose of that. Uh, if someone can't uh, treat you right, love you back, and see your worth, what do you do? Turn it loose. If someone makes you mad or misuses you or abuses you, what do you do, Cindy? Jesus said, turn it loose. He said, people are going to do that to you. You're going to be despitefully used and abused. I was. But turn it loose. What's another thing he says? Well, if you're holding on to evil, dark thoughts and revenge, vindication, turn it loose. Or, you know, the other thing that we see so often in the society we live in today, and we really uh, hit that hard at the Capitol this week, is involved in the wrong relationship and addiction um, or even lifestyle, Cindy. You have to turn it loose. Turn it loose. If you're holding on to a job <laughs> that's maybe not meant for you and that is your security um, and it it doesn't meet your needs or it's not what God wants for you, move on. Turn it loose. If you have a bad attitude, or this one, Evelyn, if you're holding on to something or someone who was never intended for your life, Turn them loose. Give free and let them be free. You know, the other, another one, Cindy, is if um, we um, keep on judging and criticizing people that have done us wrong, uh, or we do that to make ourselves feel better, we just, you have to turn it loose. It will ruin your life. Judgment will ruin life. If you're stuck in the past, but God wants to teach you to trust him today, turn it loose. Or if you're in a bad, sad relationship, and you know it's not working, uh, turn it loose. If you keep helping someone 
who won't even try to help themselves. Turn them loose so that God and the Holy Spirit can Mm -hmm. minister directly to them. And one of the most important ones, I think, Cindy, if we're feeling depressed and stressed out and think that there's just no hope, no answer for the problems we have in America today, we got to turn that loose and let the Lord begin to show us the ways of his mercy and the ways of his grace. What do we mean by turn it loose, Evelyn? Talk about that. What is turning it loose? Is it just the, oh, well, I don't care anymore. You, you know, I, I wash my hands of you. What do we mean by turn it loose? Well, it's to make a conscious effort uh, to live the Easter life, uh, to live by faith and sing, Cindy. You know, the best remedy I have found, and I can't sing well because I've had all that throat surgery, but to sing about God's grace, that's what Jonathan told us last week. You know, God loves a lullaby. He loves a lullaby. And we have to, t- to do that. We have to take the yoke that we have with the cross, with Jesus. Not the death yoke, but the life yoke that he says, I've raised you to a new life. A new life. And it's going to be new every day as he, as we meet these challenges, as we overcome these things, as we turn loose of things, especially of guilt and shame and blame. That's the game, that's the game we play. If we can do that or are willing to try to do that, then he tells us, he makes us a promise. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Stay with me. Learn of me. He said, I will never leave you. I will show you the way. My yoke will never let you go. What is that yoke, Cindy? It's grace. It's God's love that Jesus paid for at Calvary. And that he returned to us every day as we trust him. Every day he renews that in us. If we're just willing to put yesterday behind us and willing to do the things we've talked about today. Turn yesterday loose. All of the misgivings, all of the sin, all of the shame, all of the guilt, and pick up our cross and live the Easter life. You know, if you're confused about what Evelyn and I are talking about, of course, you can contact Evelyn at the Love Line. That's 249-6535. But here's what we would say. Here is Christ buried yesterday at Calvary. The hole that the cross stood in was in that was buried all of our guilt and all of our sin. Going forward, for those of us who would live in Christ, we ask the Lord to reveal our sins. Psalm 139 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. We confess all all unconfessed sins, Psalm 32, 3 through 5. And finally, Evelyn, the most important thing that we do is we trust in the Easter life. We trust in all that Christ did at Calvary. We trust the promise of God. He says this in 1 John 1, 9. He will forgive sin and remove guilt based on the blood of Christ. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. And finally, we consciously 
reject guilt, feelings over sins confessed and forsaken are not of God. The Lord has been true to his promises to forgive and to justify us by faith and faith alone. This has been Love Talk on the Word. Mm.